Hey Brock, how are you? Doing well, John. How are you? I am pretty good. I really liked tracking your travels over the holidays all over the East Coast. Yeah, I was yeah, I was uh, big on the Instagram stories. I'm trying to get a little more into that. It's like so low commitment, you know. You can kind of just post a story anytime. So I don't know. I, I know you've been you've been using the stories more recently, right? Yeah, it's the same thing where it's just like behind the scenes stuff, super easy. I don't really like sharing my food, but if it's only going to some people that are going to see it for 24 hours, then I'm a little bit okay with it. Yeah, I tried to do, tried to show the the whole New York trip experience in a vlog, which I'm really, I'm definitely not comfortable with the vlogging format, but it was kind of more like telling the story from my hotel room plus some B-roll, you know, which, uh, which I thought worked out pretty good, but, but yeah, definitely not like a, a true like Casey Neistat style vlog where you're walking around with the camera in front of your face. That <laughs> just still feels a little weird. Well, you didn't even include in the vlog the fact that you got to meet our new buddy, Brian Sakawa. Yeah, actually hung out with Brian uh, in his studio in Baltimore, uh, actually the day before I went to New York. And man, what a, I, I know you've, you've hung out with him before and we had him on the podcast, but uh, just great guy. We, you know, we talked for a few hours and just had a very interesting conversation yeah it's great that i'm excited to get that episode out because i thought it was a pretty cool conversation getting to know him a little bit better and you actually turned me on to him when we first started talking and uh, i've been happy to follow him for the past almost a year now yeah he's i really admire the way he's running that operation and uh i think i don't know i just appreciate the quality of content they're putting out so you know it, it just kind of goes to show there's no one way to do it and uh if, if you're out there and you want to start a digital media company, you know, or a YouTube channel, whatever, um, you can kind of, kind of do it your way, you know. Now, did you plan to, I know you had talked about being in New York. Did you just kind of line everything up as best you could and, and see all the companies? Because it was cool to see Peter Manning. You said you stopped at Black Lapel, Thursday Boot. And that's what, one of my favorite things about New York is just how dense it is. It's crazy, man. Everything is like, and, and all, all those companies like uh, Alan David, Peter Manning, Black Lapel, Thursday Boots, and, and a bunch of other companies that I didn't get to see on this trip, you know, Articles of Style, Not Standard, they're all in that one kind of part of New York. I, I mean, I, I think I took like one Uber, you know, I just walked everywhere. So it's it's a very cool uh, part of the city, and there's just so much, so many cool brands, so much cool stuff happening there with men's fashion. So yeah, it was it was fun, man. I'd say, I mean, it was all it was all fun. But one of the highlights was meeting Alan David and uh, getting my measurements taken for for a suit from uh, Alan David Custom because that's old school, fourth generation bespoke, uh, kind of a, I mean, really a dying industry. And um, you know, so I'll go back for the basic fitting and then go back for the final fitting, and it's just such a cool process, and and barely anybody is doing it. So. That was very uh, that was very cool to kick that off. Yeah, you're gonna have to be careful there because it seems like Brian Sakawa basically just wears Michael Andrews bespoke all over the place. So once you go bespoke, it might be tough to go anywhere else. I think it is. I think it's kind of like you know going online made to measure sort of ruins off the rack for you. I think it's pro- probably the same thing. Or once you go bespoke, even online made to measure might might uh, it kind of might expose the flaws from that. But have you ever done uh, true bespoke? Not true bespoke, but I did put in my order for an Articles of Style suit. Like we talked about last time, it's not really covered very well. And so I put in my, um, 
put in my order and I'm just waiting on my first like try on garments and I'm hoping to have that suit by the time we are at Minfluential. Oh, that's awesome. What'd you go with? It's this blue tweed that I just could not stop thinking about. Like I, I don't have any tweed. Uh, I have a tweed jacket, but I don't have a tweed suit and like the blue to me was just so crisp. And so, um, I'm hoping to have it in the, by the end of February, but either way, I'm looking forward to covering it overall. Cause it, I think this will be my most expensive suit now in my collection. Very nice. What, what are their start at? Like, was it 1200 or something? Yeah, they started just over a thousand dollars, and then with this one, I added the vest, and so I think my total was fourteen fifty or thirteen fifty. So even that isn't bad compared to what a full bespoke is. Um, and some made-to-measure companies like Lignetti, they and some of their higher-end fabrics, they'll put you over a thousand dollars, and so it is an interesting sweet spot where, like Oliver Wicks, is about five hundred, six hundred, and then um, Lignetti kind of fills that space with premium stuff, and then full bespoke can be a couple thousand dollars. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. When I was at Allen David, I, there was a, a few customers in and out while I was there, and one guy came in and uh, and he tried on a suit that was being made. Then he put it in another order, and and Allen was like, "Yeah, this guy comes in a few times a year, and you know, it's it's not uncommon for an investment banker to come in and you know spend five, six thousand dollars on a couple suits, um, you know, a few times a year, <laughs> which is just wild." I know. I've been thinking about that a lot, and I, and I don't want to spoil a future video that I'm going to do, but I want to talk about the fact that you had to justify it as a cost per wear. Like an investment banker wearing a suit every single day, his cost per wear is going to be the same as one of us that are spending $500 on a suit, just not wearing it as frequently. And um, I think that is a really good way to gauge how much you should spend on a suit. Totally. Well, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if if your Articles of Style suit turns out well, which I think it will. Uh I wouldn't be surprised if they wanted to feature you because I, I know they just they just put out an article where they uh, they suited up a guy who was like five six and like on the heavier side and uh, and he looked amazing. He had this like like double breasted suit and like he just looked really good. Um, and so I I think they're that's one of the things they seem to be trying to do these days is like showcase hard to fit body types and uh, and kind of show what you know a custom suit can do for that for a build like yours. They're pretty cool. You and I, short and tall, we're missing out on that marketing opportunity. I know, man. It's going to happen one day. <laughs> I know. And you finished off the year, almost 4X your subscribers on YouTube also. Congratulations. Thanks. Yeah, that was that was pretty cool to see. Just past the 85,000 mark. Views, views are about the same. Views have gone up a little bit, but I'm not, I'm not seeing too much of a correlation between more subscribers and more views. <laughs> It seems like, though, some of the, your newer videos will end up getting a pretty big first, like, 48-hour push, and then they have a better chance of success in the long run, because now some of your more popular videos tend to be even some of the more recent ones. Yeah, I, I, I do think that first initial response is really important, you know, so if, if you have more subscribers to, I mean, even if only a fraction of your subscribers are seeing the video when it first comes out, it definitely triggers something with with YouTube's algorithm. But yeah, you, you've been getting some traction, too, it seems like. What would you end the year with? I hit, like hit 20k right in right on New Year's, and so nice. that was 4x because I think January 1st I was at 4800 or something like that. And so um, one of the things I noticed is I put up that watch video on the first, and um, I haven't been able to post because of like work and family stuff. And I've just been watching that continue to get views, and it does make a little bit of a case for don't post every single day because you're kind of cutting yourself off just because of the frequency and i can barely keep track of what videos i put up 
Yeah, that's interesting. I, I wonder if it's kind of like, because like on Facebook, for example, on a Facebook page, from what I understand, your reach is kind of limited and spread across your posts. So if if you have, say, 10,000 fans of your Facebook page or followers, likes, whatever, um, Facebook might say, okay, we're giving you a thousand impressions a day. And if you post four times a day, we're going to spread those across the four posts. If you post once, that one post is going to get a thousand impressions. Uh, that's the way I understood it, at least. And that's what I've kind of seen on my Facebook page. So I wonder if it's the same with YouTube, you know, where they kind of determine the, the frequency, the cadence of your channel and the size. And uh, I mean, that'd be that'd be good news, I, I think, because then you, you could focus on uh, better content. And even if it means you, you know, have to put out less content. I know. Three. Think about my strategy for the year. Anything big you're going to focus on this year? Any changes you think you'll make? I'm kind of just just doing more of the same with the content. I mean, I'm, I'm trying to get back on the website a little bit. Definitely let that slide uh, when I was focusing, focusing so much on video. Um, so I've got like a content calendar and had, uh, you know, some, some people to help me create the, the written content. And I'm doing video where it makes sense, but some, some pieces will be only video, some will be only written. Um, and then I'm really trying to, you know, make sure the website's not an afterthought. Um, and then on YouTube, I'd say pro- I'll probably do less sponsorships this year. Um, and similarly, you know, try to get, I guess, better sponsorships and just like really good fit and maybe higher paying, but do less of them. So that's, that's what I'm thinking about. What about you? Oh, I've got so many ideas. I mean, the big thing for me will be once I do finish my studio, and so that should be maybe end of January, early February, that should be ready to go because that'll just help with... I have such a mess in my current studio, and uh, I think that's going to be huge for how I can focus on things. Um, I also am working on that website. That's going to be up pretty soon. That'll help me to uh, kind of shift around what gets featured on YouTube and what doesn't. And so, yeah, I got big plans for 2018. And the studio, is that, are you going to have like a a constant setup, I guess, for video? Like one part of it will be the backdrop and the camera, and then a part of it will be your workspace, or how's that going to look? Yeah, so it's two stories, so I'm still figuring out what it's going to look like because the whole second story had to be built from scratch. And so the second story is going to be like the studio, constant setup, lights, everything ready to go. Kind of like now, I, ha- I can go down in my basement and it's all set up. I can just start shooting. That's part of what helps keep the frequency up. And then I'll also have like my – it'll be kind of my home office studio, so I'll have my desk space and workspace and then – trying to figure out what I'll do downstairs, which I need to like move my clothes out there because I've just, I'm, I'm overflowing in all my closets. And so, um, it'll just be kind of like a little man cave type of deal. Yeah. That's good. That's going to be awesome. Yeah. And get all your, uh, cause you know, it's just a constant in influx and well in, in and out really of like products and boxes and you know trial products. And it's just nice to have a space to put all that stuff. Yeah, and maybe then I'll actually put up my P.O. box because I, I started a P.O. box uh, a month or so ago, but I don't want to get anything else yet until I have space for it because right now I don't have any – I can't even – I have nowhere to put it. I was jealous of uh, Brian's studio, the He Spoke Style studio because he – I mean, first of all, it's an awesome space, but he lives like – it's like a three-minute walk. <laughs> and uh, it's it's funny because it's – I mean, my, my place is only like a – it's about a 10-minute drive, but – still to be able to walk to it or like you know boost to it or something would be pretty cool so 
Might have to look into a new studio space. <laughs> Did you travel with a boost aboard? No, I didn't. I, I think if it were warmer, I might have. But, you know, it's just so cold on the East Coast that I figured it wouldn't be worth it. Yeah, that's true. Didn't think about that. Yeah, no, I know. I do like seeing shots of, of Brian's studio. It looks, uh, looks pretty cool. I was in Baltimore a few times, so I wasn't able to uh, link up with him. But Oh, and I also, for this year, I started a little book club, and I launched with uh, Tanner's book. So every year, I read a lot of, or I listen to, I should say, a lot of books, but I never really, I listen to books, and I take notes, I don't really go back and look at them, and so I'm using this as an excuse to at least listen to one book a month and then talk about it. And I'm going to try and figure out how I can do like a Google Hangout and bring in other people that have read the book type of thing every month. And so that's one of the little side projects that I'm looking forward to this year. That's really cool. Yeah, I saw your uh, appearance of power. I th- you made a video about it, right? Uh, launching the book club. Yep. Yeah, and that actually because I had a digital copy, but uh, then I saw I saw you had the physical copy. So I was like, oh, I got to get one of those. So I ordered one, too. Um, yeah, good stuff. That's that'll be fun to follow along. Yeah, and I think with some of them, like I think I could get Tanner on for for the chat, or if any of these like smaller authors, I think it'd be a cool opportunity to to even just chat with them. That's some of my favorite stuff that Art of Manlius does is when they get the authors on to talk about the books that they wrote, and it seems like that's really part of the the press now is when you put out a book, you got to go on some podcast too. Yeah, that's definitely a part a part of the whole like press circle because you always see uh, the same people on like all the big podcasts and it's, you know, it's when they have a book coming out. So I think, I think authors are willing to do that. I think even some of the bigger authors, you could probably, once you kind of get this going, I think you'd probably get some bigger authors on there too. Yeah. I'll just be happy to uh, take some action on my notes because I get a lot of notes for a lot of books and uh, it'll be, it'll be cool to have that discussion too. Well, I am looking forward to, seeing you and hopefully some people that we know at Menfluential in February. We're going to do a little meetup on Thursday nights when you get there, probably like 7 o'clock or so. The exact place for that is TBD. We're going to figure something out in the next couple of weeks here, but uh, I think it'll be really cool. I'm really excited just to see the whole conference. I know you've given a talk there and there's just some really cool stuff to like go, learn about, take action, and just uh, it'll be my first time at something dedicated to style or like the channel like this yeah it's gonna be fun um definitely looking forward to our meetup thursday evening we gotta gotta figure out where to do that i've had some people asking about it so (laughs) we gotta make a decision but um it's it's gonna be cool i think you'll like it it's just like it's a very unique conference and uh it's definitely evolved a little bit but i think it's very much now like a, a content creator creative entrepreneur type uh, environment more more so than you know uh, style improvement although it happens to be a bunch of you know well-dressed men but um but I think it's kind of evolved into a business conference so yeah it's fun you're gonna get to meet a lot of the people some of the some of the people that we've had on the uh, on the podcast actually yeah and what a crazy concentration of it's kind of I mean like VidCon is very extreme in that way but a, you know, the collective subscriber is going to be crazy in that room yeah, it's it's wild, and the uh, the opportunity to create content, you know, over that weekend is is pretty big too because there's, you know, there's so many YouTubers and bloggers, Instagrammers, everybody's got their camera. So I think it's uh it's the kind of thing where you can come out with come out of it with like a whole stack of videos and you know a bunch of pictures for Instagram, and it's just a cool opportunity that way. 
Yeah, so I'm looking forward to that. Well, I'm excited for our next year. So we talked about it in our last episode. We're going to do one of these every month where you and I can catch up, just chat, see what's going on. And then we're still going to do little interviews sprinkled throughout the year, uh, maybe one of those once a month or so. And so I'm looking forward to uh, tracking your progress in the year and being able to look back. I actually listened to a couple of our old episodes. It's funny to listen back to them now because, uh, you know, just how things have changed and little things here and there. It's been pretty neat. And we appreciate everybody that listens. Yeah, it's going to be fun. I like the new format, and uh, we already have some pretty solid guests lined up. So, yeah, it's definitely going to be a, a good year for the podcast, and we'll see where it goes. I, I can't believe we already have as many episodes under our belt as we do, so that's pretty cool. Yeah, yes, it is. So I'll get some of those interviews edited, and um, we're also going to work we're, – we're trying some new things with, like, how we record the episodes to maybe give a little better audio because um, I can be a little bit – picky about it but as of now um we've been happy to just get anybody on to talk about some of the the channels and things and so looking forward to some some bigger guests this year too yeah yeah it's we're definitely gonna uh try to up the production quality which is it's just funny because it's it's never the like we can kind of control our audio but especially when we have a guest it's pretty much always a different situation in terms of like what they're dealing with and where they are and what space they're in and and, you know, if we're traveling, usually you. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, I know you're looking to travel more this year, so we'll see how that goes, too. Yeah, definitely. I'm try- trying to uh, get out of the studio more, so um, Pittsburgh and Philly are definitely on the list. Yeah, you can just take the nice, sweet four-hour drive between the two. <laughs> I, it's, it's funny. I, I always think – I always forget how big Pennsylvania is because, you know, I have family in Scranton, and – it's it's just like i always think oh you know scranton like it's you know relatively close like it's not actually that close <laughs> to uh to the other big cities so yeah it's 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 a commitment but there are a lot of people i definitely want to hit philly because they're like justin uh from fine young gent is there coy from gent within um i know sabir from men's style pro there's just a bunch of people uh there and then of course uh you know you're in pittsburgh so i feel like a, a little east coast tour might be in order Hey, if you find a time to get out to Philly, I'll make it out there too because I've been, um, I've been excited to. I keep telling Justin we're gonna eat ice cream together and we're gonna go golfing, and so that can absolutely happen this summer. <laughs> yeah, sounds delightful. Awesome. Well, thanks for checking out our January episode, and hope to see some of you guys at Menflential, and look forward to putting some more good stuff out for the rest of the year. Sounds good. Thank you for listening to the Buttoned Up Podcast, a collaboration between John Shanahan of The Cavalier and Brock McGough of The Modest Man, and we will see you next week.